It's Victory Monday. Let's celebrate and have a good conversation about everything that went right for Arizona State Sun Devils and their win over Colorado and hand out some game balls as well on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I am your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you all so much for tuning into the podcast. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you want to check us out in a visual platform, wherever you are getting your podcast, though, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update every time we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36. You can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Hopping into this conversation, guys, what a great, great victory Monday it is. It's only the third one of the year. Hopefully, we got a few more of these left in us. I would prefer three more so that we can be bowl eligible and then, you know, give me a fourth. But, you know, if nothing else, just give me, I'll settle for one more against U of A. I would be happy with one more victory Monday if it is U of A. But until that time, we need to talk about this current Arizona State Sun Devils win over the Colorado Buffaloes, which was anything but beautiful, but they pulled it out. They were able to scrape together a win, and that's really all that matters at the end of the day because you got that you got that new shiny number three in that win column instead of that number two, and Colorado's got a seven instead of a six in that win column. Now, a lot of things went right for this team. A lot, a lot, a lot went right in this game. Mainly offensively, uh, you look at a team like Colorado and see that you gave up 34 points and realize they haven't scored more than 20 in any other game this year, and they've only done that twice. That's not something to hang your hat on defensively. But you can look at what you were able to do offensively and understand that there was a lot of great things that you did for yourself. And a lot of things that you can really start to build momentum off of moving forward. There, there was tons of great performances here. And before we hop into the, what do you call them? The game balls portion. I do want to highlight a few guys that had really, really good days, but ultimately did not get any of the game balls. Defensively, I have a really hard time handing any out because it just... You gave up 34 points to Colorado, but Chris Edmonds did make a really nice play when Colorado was trying to get tricky in the fourth quarter with his second interception of the year. Uh, I thought Roe Torrance played pretty well. He obviously was dusted a couple of times, but not nearly as bad as some of the other corners. I think that Roe Torrance is slowly becoming one of the better cornerbacks in the Pac-12, and that's something we'll have to talk about in the future. Corey Bethley continues to play absolutely outstanding football. Merlin Robinson was very good. And Kyle Soley, even though... He failed to get into double-digit tackles for just the second time this year and the first time since the first game of the year. Still, nonetheless, is playing like one of the best linebackers in college football right now. Defensively, that's what I got there. Offensively, it was really tough to not give Elijah Badger a game ball, but his eight catches for 137 yards were incredibly pivotal in this game. They really helped Arizona State, whether it was making big plays down the field or it was just making clutch catches 
Uh, off the top of my head, there was one drop I can think of. He might have had another. But Elijah Badger was absolutely terrific in this game. He caught just about everything that was thrown his way. And he's proving to be a legitimate number one receiver for you. Brian Thompson also has been playing absolutely outstanding the last few weeks. Messiah Swenson has been very good too, or at least was very good in this game. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come as we move forward with these tight ends. Hopefully sign of things to come. I want to see Chad Johnson Jr. get more touches. He finally got his first reception of his college football career. And I wanted to make sure that we made note of that because I am incredibly excited for the redshirt sophomore to finally be in the statistical category for Arizona State. Going to our three game balls now. Let's go ahead and start out. Speaking of that tight end position, looking at Jalen Conyers. Jalen Conyers ended the day with six catches, 108 yards, and three touchdowns. All three of those touchdowns were through the air. All three of those touchdowns came courtesy of Trenton Bourget. He caught all three passing touchdowns. There were three pass passing touchdowns in this game. All three of them went to Conyers, a tight end, which Arizona State doesn't use. Arizona State has two really, really cool tight ends. Jalen Conyers, a massive man at six foot four, 265 pounds, does a little bit of everything, does a lot of dirty work for them. Messiah Swenson is built like a power forward. He's six foot eight, 255 pounds, and he could also be a massive red zone presence if they wanted to use him that way. And they, for some reason, choose not to. But that was different this week. And I want to give props real quick before I start praising Jalen Conyers because he deserves his own praise right now. But I do want to mention that it's awesome that Sean Aguano came into this week and said, hey, we need to do some changes. And he stuck to those changes. One of the changes he pointed out was getting the tight end position more involved. Prior to this game, uh, Swinson had just seven catches on the year and Jalen Conyers had eight. So you had 15 catches between the two of them. They end the game with nine catches between the two of them and 160 yards, a little over 160, I should say. That's the kind of commitment I want to see. And Sean Aguano is providing it. Now, going to Jalen, because the whole point of game balls is to glorify the guys who are getting the game balls, he felt unstoppable. Jalen Conyers was just bigger and stronger than everybody else on the field in this game. The ball was anywhere in his zip code. It felt pretty good that he was going to be coming down with it. And you have to be really excited if Arizona State is intent on continuing to use the tight ends moving forward like they did in this game. The performance that Jalen Conyers just put out for you should have you incredibly excited about the potential of getting these big, massive human beings involved again. Because they're not just red zone targets. Jalen Conyers showed that he can be a sure-handed receiver. He was someone I was talking about uh, towards the beginning of the year as someone I wanted to see get more involved in the offense. He only had six catches for 62 yards and a touchdown a year ago. As of right now, he has 14 catches for 184 yards and three touchdowns. The tight end position was something that Arizona State just really hasn't used. And man, I, I feel like you would have to go back to like Zach Miller in the 2000s to think of a tight end that Arizona State used consistently. Like I was a big... Uh, Oh, Coyle. Was it Chris or, Co or Cody? I want to say it was Cody Coyle. That's going to bug me, ASU. 
Cody Coyle. No, maybe it was Chris. It was Chris. Chris Coyle. I even with Chris Coyle, I feel like they didn't really use him that much. If my memory serves, yeah, his final year in 2012, he caught 57 passes. 696 yards and five touchdowns. And that would have been like the last tight end I can think of that we truly used and like was a difference maker for us. Jalen Conyers can be that guy. So can Messiah Swenson, but Conyers really showed out in this game. I am beyond happy with the performance that Conyers is able to put out for you. I truly hope that this is a sign of things to come. And with as big as those two are, they're just, they're, they're matchup nightmares. You got to exploit that kind of stuff, especially because you've got plenty of speed with Brian Thompson, with Elijah Badger, with Giovanni Sanders. I want to see you use some big brawn and muscle, and that's what Conyers can do for you. That's exactly what he put out in this game today. I think that he's going to continue to be that kind of a player for you as long as you allow him to be that kind of guy. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we'll pick it up with our second game ball. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our good friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening right now at BetOnline, where the game starts. And do me a favor, guys. If you haven't already, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast as your second listen. From the games that matter the most to the biggest storylines in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you are getting your podcast. Make sure that you check out Locked On Sports. Second game ball. We're going to go with X Validay. Validay has been one of the best running backs in the Pac-12. He was no different in this game against Colorado. He proceeds to throw up 118 yards and three touchdowns, 5.1 yards per carry. For what it's worth, he caught a pass as well and turned it into 18 yards. Dude is just the complete life force of your offense. And it was no different in this game. He continues to just be one of those guys where it's like, just put the ball in my hands. Let me, let me show you what I can do with it. I trust Valaday with the ball more than I trust anybody else on this football team to do something with it. He actually crossed the career barrier for 4,000 rushing yards in this game against uh, Colorado. It ended up being a touchdown as well. His his 4,000th yard ended up being a touchdown. That's about as cool as it gets for being able to get to that kind of milestone and he's just been a touchdown machine all year he officially has a career high of uh 12 touchdowns well i guess he's had a career high in touchdowns right so coming into this game he would have had nine yeah so he already had a career high in touchdowns but he ends up going off for a hat trick for the team he's 
like I said, he's just the life force in this game. He ends up being what's able to chug Arizona State's offense along. 23 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns, one catch, 18 yards. You can't, you cannot ask for more out of your guy in any game. But Validate does it every single week, it feels like. And man, like I said, I just with him, I just feel so confident. And it feels so like appropriate to be able to say that I can rely on Valaday to be able to do what he does. And he ha- he helps the offense look better too. The offensive line is very up and down, I feel. Now, for what it's worth, this is a conversation we need to have. Trent Borgay with uh, two basically full games worth. Not, well, a game and a half, I, I should say, just to be fair. Has yet to be sacked. No sacks for Trenton Borgay. With 64 passing attempts in two games. He hasn't been sacked. Emory Jones, on the other hand, has been sacked 18 times. I feel like maybe the offensive line was being hurt by Jones's play. I will more than happily admit that that very well could be the case here. With that being said, Borgay is helping them be better because of the way he's playing. But X Validate is also making the offensive line a lot better as well with the way that he's running the football. I'm very confident with Validay being able to run behind a S-tier offensive line or an E-tier offensive line. This is this is just one of those guys he feels he feels not scheme proof, I guess, but he definitely feels like someone that I can rely on every single week, no matter what. Even his bad days are still days that if you didn't have him, I wonder what happened to your offense kind of thing. His worst game would have been against Utah, the eight carries for 30 yards, and that was just a flat-out bad game. Other than that, he's also scored a touchdown in every single game too, besides the Utah game. So, yeah, just continues to be nothing but old, proven, reliable, and was the same old song and dance in this game. The more things change, the more they stay the same, except nothing really changed in this game. And Arizona State continues to have one of the best running backs in the Pac-12 at their roster. All right, one more game ball to hand out. When we return from our final break, we'll go ahead and do that on this edition of the Locked on Sunnivals podcast. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Again, make sure that you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. One more game ball to hand out. Everyone knows who it's going to be. It's very obvious. I'm not trying to keep it a secret. It's Trenton Borgay. Trent Borgay in his first career college start. First start ever. He's been with Arizona State for four years now. He's bided his time. He hasn't complained. He's just been doing everything right. Nice, quiet, polite. His time finally arrived. It arrived against Washington when he came in for an injured Emory Jones. And he helps win them that game. It helps, excuse me, 
it helps ASU realize that maybe their offense needed more help than they're willing to admit. But then they're able to get one more look at Emory and realize this guy's probably not it. Excuse me. Ugh, allergies. Sorry about that. They roll with Borgay in this game now against Colorado. The proof is in the pudding at that point. Everything that you have been looking for in your offense was right there with Trenton Borgay. He moved the ball efficiently. He was great as a passer. He made good decisions. He's efficient. He's explosive. He's smart. He's everything that you have been needing out of the quarterback position this year. And it makes you wonder if Borgay had been the starter against Eastern Michigan or against USC or against Stanford. How many of these other games could you possibly be winning? I'm not saying that you are an 8-0 team. I'm not even saying that you're 5-3 and and flipping the record. But maybe you do take one of those games. Maybe you beat Eastern Michigan the way you're supposed to. Maybe you do surprise USC on the road. You probably beat Stanford the way that you were supposed to. But they figured it out finally. And he should be the starting quarterback moving forward. There's no reason to go back. Something I talked about on yesterday's like extra podcast, talking about Borgay, it would basically take some kind of catastrophic failure from Borgay to go back to Emory at this point. Because you have more than enough evidence of what Emory Jones is at quarterback to realize that he's just not it. But with Borgay, you've got two games worth. And he's been outstanding in those two games. His first career start, he throws 435 yards. He throws three touchdowns. He completes 70% of his passes. Borgay has been outstanding. He's been a complete revelation for you at quarterback. He spread the ball around too. It's not like he was just cherry picking. He completed the pass to two, four, two, four, six, nine different guys caught a pass from Borgay in this game. Two guys went over 100 yards. One of those guys was a tight end who you didn't use. And that tight end caught three touchdowns for you. Brian Thompson continues to be an electric downfield playmaker for you. And it's because Borgay is unlocking that ability for him. Messiah Swenson, the other tight end, is becoming involved again, and he looks really, really good. Elijah Badger is continuing his ascent into X receiver status. Everything looks better with Borgay, and that was just accentuated in this game. Trenton Borgay is the real deal for Arizona State at quarterback. That's not me saying he's the best quarterback in the Pac-12. That's not me saying he's one of the top five or maybe even the top ten. I don't know. There is a lot of quality quarterbacks in the Pac-12. But what I am telling you is for what Arizona State needs, Trent Borgay is that guy. Stick with him. He he is, it's as simple as that. He's exactly what you need. Maybe even more. He's very, very good. Arizona State needs to be ecstatic with the performances that Trent Borgay has given them so far. He is 1-0. As a full-time starter, he has won two games this year. And this game against Colorado was magnificent. It does not get better for a debut game than what he was able to accomplish against Colorado. 
So hats off. Hats off to the offense entirely. Defense, got to tighten up. You can't give up 34 points to Colorado. That just can't happen. But there's performances to build around. Coaching staff, take a bow. Sean Aguano, please take take several. Sean Aguano has said he's going to change things, and he's done them. That is something that we need to start a major dialogue about. And it's something that we will be talking about throughout the week. So make sure that wherever you're getting your podcasts and listening to the Locked on Sun Levels, you're hitting like and subscribe and turning on notifications. Get an update every time we post new content Monday through Friday. Stay in touch with everything going on with Arizona State Sun Levels football, basketball, as that's getting ready to tip off here very, very soon, and everything else under the sun. Follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36, and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Levels. But as always, thank you guys so much. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on